Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I just want to encourage all of you to be people who love the presence of God. Amen. I love to hear what He says. Today, what He's going to say to you is quite. Important. I believe this is one of the key message that will change your life until Jesus come back. If you listen carefully and put into practice every single day, and if we don't do that, we're going to see a lot of problems in our life, and we're going to face a lot of hardships and problem and problem and problem. Let me review again by reading Second Peter chapter one. We are talking about being fruitful on earth while we are still living here. Spending our time and using our resources and energy to be fruitful—the fruit that will remain to eternal life. Second Peter chapter one verses five to eight says, "But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness." Love, for if these things, if these seven things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verses nine to ten. For he who lacks these things, these seven things—self-control, virtue, godliness, kindness, brotherly kindness, love—all these things. If we lack these things, we are short-sighted, even to blindness, and have forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent, be even more diligent, more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. The apostle Peter said that if we have Add the, these seven things more and more into our faith. We will not be barren. We will not be unfruitful. We will not stumble, but we will be fruitful and strong. We have talked about two things already: virtue or excellence, which means surpassing, which means go beyond, go above, which means superior. Please go back to listen to the sermon regarding excellence about three weeks ago. That the spirit of excellence. Can lead us and guide us and show us to excellence, to virtue of each year and each time of our life. And if we live in excellence, we will be fruitful. Last Sunday we talked about ignorance. The word ignorance means don't know. The Bible say, "My people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge." So we don't know everything. We know in part. Even the apostle Paul, the great apostle, said that. We know in part, so we all know in part. And as we grow in the knowledge and understanding, the way we think will be different, the way we behave, the way we live will be different, and we shall be more fruitful. God wants to add to us more knowledge and understanding. I thank God for the technology today that we can read the Bible through the book. We can read the Bible in the iPod or iPad. We can read the Bible through the website. We can download all the scripture from the website. We have MP3 podcast. 
website to listen to all the good teaching, and we have no excuses not to read the Bible and not to get into the Word of God and learn the knowledge of God in this generation. We have no excuses at all. God has provided for us all kinds of technology. Today, I would like to talk about self-control. Are you ready to put a seatbelt on? Don't run away out of this room. Self-control. If we can control ourselves, we will be fruitful. Amen. When I began to move in the file of God, some minister criticized me that this church doesn't practice self-control because people fall down, people laugh, people get drunk in the Holy Spirit. And when I heard that, they totally misunderstand the word self-control. The word self-control means to control your flesh. It doesn't mean control the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can do whatever He wants. Self-control doesn't mean you control the Spirit of God, but you control yourself. Control what? Control your flesh, your sinful desire, your f- sinful and wrong feeling. Look at many scriptures today. I will read many scriptures to show you how to add self-control to our life. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 8. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Spirit means Holy Spirit. For to be carnally minded means to set your mind to think about some sinful things and sinful nature or the desire is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How many people want death? Raise your hand up. How many people want life and peace? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be fruitful? Raise your hand up. Amen. The words carnal and the word flesh are used interchangeably. You are not just a body, a physical body, but you and I are spirits. We, the whole person, is composed of body, the flesh, the natural body, the mind, the feeling, the decision, the thoughts, that is the mind or soul, and the spirit. Your real self is your spirit. And your spirit was born again when you accepted Jesus Christ. But your flesh and your mind are not born again. But your spirit, when I call, for example, Tom, I do not call his body. Because that body one day will be gone as the dust. But I'm calling his spirit, Tom. And one day after you die and go to heaven, your spirit will go to heaven, not this body. And the mind will go with you because your spirit can express itself through the mind. And you will go to heaven, your spirit and your mind will go to heaven and God give you a new glorious body that will never get sick, will never need any operation or discectomy and laminectomy and medication because that glorious body will never get sick. You need a new body. So this body is a temporary house. And this body has a sinful nature inside. Our mind is not born again either. But God needs to give us body. You know why? Because we are still living in the physical world. And the way we connect to the physical world is through our body. Our spirit can see things through these physical eyes. You can smell good. 
บุญทิดเนื่อง a stake through your physical nose if you don't have the body you cannot connect to the physical world and as we born again our spirit are born again and we have the freedom of choice we are not a robot we are not an animal in the cage or in the zoo we have the free will to choose between being aware only of the physical which we have to because otherwise we can get hit by the car if we walk across the street and we are not aware of the car coming we're going to get hit we can choose to only be aware of the physical world outside or we can be we can choose to be aware of the physical world and also aware of the inside the spirit inside here and the holy spirit who dwells inside our spirit will help us to walk spiritually and not to sin against god we call self control From now on, you can hear the word "walking in the spirit" again and again. A while ago, I read "spiritually minded." I read that we walk about the things of the spirit. A lot of time, when we hear the word "walking in the spirit," we thinking about mystical term. For example, a very super godly man or woman who pray night and day, wearing a special religious cloth. And can memorize all the scripture and quote all the scripture, and he used the very religious voice. May God bless you, Amen. You think that walking in the spirit is that way? No, walking in the spirit is for every single believer, is for every single Christian. What does it mean walking in the spirit? It doesn't mean that you have a trance half of the time. You stand and have a trance and vision and shake. Like this, no. Walking in the spirit means you set your mind on the things of the Holy Spirit on of heaven, and you let the Holy Spirit work with your spirit to control your flesh and your feeling. The boss in your life is not your flesh anymore. The boss in your life is not your feeling anymore, but the boss is the Holy Spirit. And work with your spirit to control your flesh, your sinful nature, and your emotion. You can choose to send the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, or you can choose to send the physical thing outside of you all the time. You can set your mind and affection on the things of the world, on the natural desire of your flesh, or you can set your mind and affection on the things of the spirit. You can be either spirit-led and spirit-controlled, or you can be a carnal, flesh-dominated, and flesh-ruled person. And I pray that members of this church will not be ruled and dominated and marinated and controlled by the flesh or the fleshly desire or the sinful nature. Romans chapter eight verses seven to nine, the Bible say, because the carnal mind. Is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh, mean those who walk in the flesh, let the flesh control them, cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Verses twelve to thirteen. Therefore, brethren, 
We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body or the flesh, you will live. These scriptures talk about self-control, big time. It talk about the desire or the pulling. You have two pullings in your life as a Christian. I'm not talking about non-believers here. I'm talking about Christians. As Christian, you have the desire of your flesh or your mind, or you have the desire of the Holy Spirit. If you yield and follow, you yield to and follow the desire and the pulling of the Holy Spirit, you will walk in love. You walk in faith. You will think about how to build a church, how to get people saved. How to show love to your neighbors? How to forgive your parents who offend you or your spouse who offend you? You would think about how can I give to people? How can I bless people? You would think about how to live for God and how to live a holy life, love, peace, and joy, and kindness, and long suffering. The Holy Spirit will pull you to that direction. But if you yield to the pulling and the desire of the flesh, definitely the flesh. And the wrong mind, the wrong thinking, will pull you to live a wrong kind of life, to live in sin, to be selfish, to be mean, and to live for yourself. And I pray that our church members will not walk that way. We will yield to the pulling and to the desire of the Holy Spirit. As I say, our flesh is not born again. Don't yield to the flesh. As I say, our mind is not born again. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, we need to renew our mind. Amen. We need to get the word of God into our mind. We need to read the Bible, listen to the good teaching all the time to renew our mind, so our mind will not follow the wrong desire and know what is right and what is wrong. Even the most holy saint of God have found in their mind ungodly thoughts and feelings. If you say, Pastor, I have never been tempted for many years. My mind is so clean. I want to tell you right now, you are straight a liar. <laughs> I don't believe it. Even Pastor Lao still fighting with wrong thoughts every single day. Amen. Yesterday, I got a Christmas card from somebody who offended me and Pastor Da big time. When I saw that Christmas card, the thought came in my mind right away. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Jesus was tempted, and as long as you live in this body, which is not born again. And you have the mind which is not totally clean yet, that need to be renewed. I can guarantee you will be tempted all the time to do wrong things, because that's how the devil works. The devil works with your unregenerated body and mind, and he will try to pull you to please your flesh. What do we need to do when things come to our mind? We need to right away. Identify whether they are wrong or they are godly, and that's why people who don't know the word of God are in trouble. 
because they will not be able to differentiate between good and bad because they have a lot of wrong teaching from maybe their family from their culture. Like if you watch Chinese movie, you can see that in that culture, if you do something to me, I'm gonna revenge you to death. That is a wrong thinking. We need to forgive our enemies. If you allow wrong things to go on in your mind, you will definitely yield to it eventually. When you have wrong things come into your mind, you have to say right away, "I cannot think on this thing. Get out of here right now. I reject you." Amen. The flesh will pull you toward those things that are wrong, and even preachers and everybody in the church will have to go through this and have to fight this. Even preachers have to fight with temptations because we are all living in the body. That's the reason why many Christians, even great preacher, falling into sin. Because they don't know how to do self-control. If you yield to the wrong thinking, if you yield to the desire of the flesh, they are going to ruin your life and other people's life. They are going to ruin your future, your marriage, your job, your body, and you will not be fruitful. You cannot produce fruit. Romans chapter eight verses thirteen to fourteen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. These are two important keys of walking in the Spirit. Number one, listen carefully. If you want to walk in the Spirit, if you want to practice self-control, number one, you have to ask yourself. What do you set your mind on every single day, every single minute? Do you set your mind on bad stuff, on hatred, on unforgiveness, on selfishness, on other things of the flesh? Do you set your mind on the spirit of God, on the things of heaven, or on the spirit? Number two, the second question. Okay, no, no, first question: What do you set your mind on? What do you think about all day long? Two, what do you allow to lead you and to control you? If you allow the flesh to control you, you are not walking in the spirit. You are walking in the flesh. We all have the choice to shut down the flesh and the bad feeling and wrong feeling, and follow the Holy Spirit. I give you example. If you walk into the church and somebody make some bad comment toward you. You may say, "I want to do this," and they say, oh, "No, your comment is your your idea is wrong." And right away, you have two choices. You're gonna choose to say to your flesh, "I don't like you. Get out of my hair." That is the flesh, and you yield to it. Then you begin to hate people in the church, and you don't want to show up in the church. You don't want to go to care group. You don't want to be around anyone because you let your flesh control you with the issue of hatred. Oh, you push it down and set your mind on the thing of the spirit, and you walk in the spirit. You let the spirit lead you and say, "Brother, I forgive you. I know you offend me, but I'm gonna love you like Christ loved you." Amen. Amen. A thought may come into your mind, or maybe you walk along the street and you, your eye 
catch something that's so attractive to you, and then you keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it. You feed it. Eventually, you're gonna yield to it. Maybe a thought come to your mind that is a wrong thought, and you right away dwell on it and think about it. You don't resist it. Eventually, it will control you, and you're gonna walk in the flesh, and you shall not produce the fruit of God. I tell you, whatever you think in your mind, whatever you set your mind on, whatever you allow to lead you, will determine what kind of fruit you produce. If you set your mind on the thing of the flesh, you're gonna produce the fruit of death, destruction, and ruin. But you set your mind on the things of the spirit, you produce the fruit of life. Galatians chapter five verse thirteen: For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Paul talk about don't. Give your liberty to the work of the flesh. Don't sin because you are a Christian, because you are free now. And then he say, "True love serve one another." In other words, the flesh will tell you, "Me, me, 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 me." Oh, I will not go to that meeting if nothing good is for me. If I don't receive anything from that meeting, I'm gonna stay home watching TV. That is the flesh. But the Bible say, "True love." If you walk in the Spirit. You got to go to that meeting, not for yourself. But what can I do in that meeting to bless other people? I'm gonna go there and smile at people. I'm gonna go there to encourage people, serve other people. Even maybe a catcher, maybe put a cloth on somebody when they fall down. Maybe I go there just to greet people and smile at people. Maybe somebody sit in the back of the room, get discouraged. I will sit with that person and encourage that person. I will love and serve people when I walk. In the spirit, amen. You don't go to the meeting just me, 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 me. If I don't get any benefit, I'm not going to show up. No, that is the work of the flesh. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-five, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The Bible says, don't miss the meeting in your church, don't miss the service, don't miss the care group. Go there and encourage, exhorting one another. You know why the Bible says this? I want to tell you. I believe I know one reason why God say, "Get busy serving, join the team, do something in the church. Get busy, get busy with the things of the spirit." Do you know why? Because if you have too much time, you will sin. If you have too much time, you're gonna turn on the internet and pornography gonna come up. But if you're busy with the things of the Holy Spirit, you have no time even to think about sinning. Remember David. When David was very busy protecting the country, fighting the battle for the country, he did not sin until one day he was so free. He was on the roof and he's so free. He has nothing to do. What happened? His eye caught on a woman and saw her taking a shower. And what happened? He yielded to the flesh. He yielded to the wrong mindset here. And he began to think, if I kill the husband, oh, she's so beautiful. Look at her body. Oh, I think I can take her into my house and get rid of the husband. And he did, and God punished him because he had too much free time. Sometimes it's good to be busy to go to meeting and to be busy in the spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter five verse sixteen. I said then, walk 
in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh the bible talk about the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life this is the battle every single day if you walk in the spirit if you set your mind on the things of the holy spirit Love, kind, the kingdom, love Jesus, want to please God, want to bless people, want to build the church, want to see people saved, want to see people set free, want to see people grow, want to see the kingdom of God grow. You set your mind on those things, you will not have time to please the lust of the flesh. But if you set your mind on the things of the flesh and you let your flesh and your sinful nature lead you, what happened? You can uh, fulfill that wrong desire of the flesh and you're going to get into trouble. Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 to 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will also of the Spirit reap everlasting life. The Bible is so clear. If you sow to the flesh, you please the flesh, you fulfill the lust of the flesh, you will reap corruption and death and destruction, not just for yourself, but for people around you and for your society. Amen? I tell you, I love my wife and my kids and this church so much that I have to say no to my flesh all the time because I know that if this pastor follow the flesh, my wife going to get into trouble. My kids... My grandkids to the third and fourth generation going to get into trouble because this man saw in the flesh. I don't want that. I love my family and this church too much to allow the flesh to control me. I need to say no to the flesh because it will cause destruction to my life and to other people. The fruit that I will produce is poisonous fruit. It will kill people. We destroy people all the time because I walk in the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 17, I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. How many people agree with me that every one of us has this struggling on the inside of us? How many people agree? We have the battle on the inside of us all the time. We don't do what we want to do. Sometimes we want to pick up the phone and yell at somebody. But we say, I don't. Because that is the work of the flesh. I have to resist. I need to crucify it. I will not do it. Amen? The flesh would do anything if you yield to it. If you yield to the flesh, it would do anything. And this fact is true to an apostle, to prophet, pastor, evangelist, and any anointed man in the body of Christ. If that man and woman yield to the flesh, the flesh will do anything. The flesh will make you a drunkard, a liar, an adulterer, a drug addict, a gossiper, a cheater, a betrayer, a liar. The flesh would make you do anything if you yield to it. And you're going to get deeper and deeper. How do people end up with adultery? Have you ever thought about that? People ended up with adultery because the thought came in their mind first. For example, you are a married man and you saw another woman who is not your wife and you say, wow, she looked good. And then you begin to nurture and feed on that. And you think on that day and night and you feed on it. You yield to the flesh. You yield to that wrong idea. And eventually, after a few months, 
you got to the place that you have never imagined, that you never thought that you're gonna end up this way with divorce and broken home and have another woman in your life and another family also broken and divorced because you yield to the flesh. Amen. We need to resist right away. When that thought comes in your mind, you say, "You have no business in my mind here. Get out of here right now. Get out of here right now." What is the smart thing to do? The smart thing to do is to not going down the road of the lust of the flesh even one second. Pull yourself out. Don't start to begin with. Obey the word. Yield to the Holy Spirit. You say to yourself, "This is wrong. This is wrong. I'm not going to offend God. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to make God unhappy with me. This is sin. This is unbiblical. I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. The flesh in myself crucify you right now. I resist you. I push you down. Get out of here right now. You need to do that right away. Don't yield to it. Amen. Otherwise, the flesh will ruin your marriage." Ruin your life, your health, your money, your finances, your relationship, your ministry, and everything. You'll be gone one day if you yield to the flesh. First Corinthians chapter nine verse twenty-seven. This is what the apostle Paul say. But I discipline my body. It doesn't mean that he pull out the stick and hit his body. This means the flesh. I discipline. I control my flesh, my body. Bring it. Into subjection to subjection to what to the Holy Spirit and my spirit, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Have you seen many great anointed pastors in America falling into sin and get into jail and lost the ministry? This is what Paul say. Paul say, if I don't control my flesh every single day. Even though I'm so anointed, perform signs and wonder, casting out demons, preaching in front of million people, but I don't control my flesh, one day I will be disqualified. That's what the apostle Paul tried to say. So Paul tried to say, control your flesh, not just yesterday. Control your flesh today. Control your flesh tomorrow. Control your flesh next day, next year. Every single day, night and day. This battle is ongoing every single day until. We leave this world to be with Jesus, Amen. Everyone say every day, all the time, not just yesterday, not just only in the church on Sunday. When I get out of here, I still need to control my flesh. When I get into the car, talking to my spouse, I need to still control my flesh. Some people in the church on Sunday. Oh, hallelujah! When they get into the car, they yell at their spouse. <laughs> right after the church service, they get touched by the Holy Spirit. Ah! But when in the car, <laughs> somebody is doing that. I know that. Galatians chapter five, nineteen to twenty-one. Galatians chapter five, nineteen to twenty-one. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. That's what I'm talking about in the car a while ago. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past. 
that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These scriptures talk about the work of the flesh that you need to resist. Example: adultery. Adultery and fornication are wrong. We should not get involved with it. How does adultery happen? It happened this way: you begin to get close to another person's wife or another lady, but you already married. You already have your wife, but you get married, and you start to get closer to another person of opposite sex, and you spend too much time, too much time talking, conversation, phone call, text message, calling each other, talking about even the ministry, and you spend a lot of time Facebook, Skype, and eventually, what happened? You fall into it. Or how do you like somebody? You like somebody, you like somebody, or you hate somebody by two, by the same reason. You spend so much time with that person. You spend so much time with somebody. You say, "I don't want to be close to this person. He is so mean." Or you spend some so much time with somebody. You begin to have this we call soul tie. Even you are married, you can go into soul tie with somebody in the church who is not your spouse, and eventually you end up practicing an adultery. My dear brother and sister, if you are a married person, either married man and woman, you should not, and it's not proper, to spend too much time with somebody else's spouse or somebody else who is not your wife or your husband. Amen. You need to pull off, and don't spend too much time either on the phone or personal, because it's dangerous. You can fall into the flesh, fall into the temptation, and get into trouble. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. If you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit can help you to say no to that kind of habit. Amen. I heard lately that because of the Facebook and all this internet thing, there are more divorces happening around the world right now because people fall into fornication and adultery through the internet, talking to somebody, the instant message on the Facebook. That's why I deactivate my Facebook, because I don't want to get into trouble. Amen. Amen? I need to protect myself. Amen. If you see that my face disappear from the Facebook, I'm sorry. I protect myself. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What do you mean to walk in the flesh? It means that the flesh is out of control. Instead of controlling it by your spirit and Holy Spirit, you let it out of control. And if you let it out of control, it will definitely dominate you. It will definitely control you and push you to do things that you should not have done. You should make a decision right away that I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit. This is why I like revival service when I lay hand. And you notice some of you, I say, yield, please yield. Why people fall down? Why people laugh? Why people get drunk? It looks messy in the church. But I tell you, make the church less carnal. As a neurosurgeon, as a pastor, as a husband, <laughs> think about it. To come out to be prayed for, and is that the spirit of the flesh? The flesh, because I want to show off, I'm great. But to fall on the ground and shake and laugh and get drunk. Is that the flesh or the spirit? 
It means that I yield to the spirit enough that I can fall, and I don't care what people think about me. Whether I'm a neurosurgeon fall on the floor, who cares? I want to yield to the spirit. Revival meeting, lay hand, people fall down. It's good to kill the flesh, to kill your pride, your face, my face. I'm famous here. Don't touch me. Don't make me laugh. Don't tickle me to laugh. You yield to the Holy Spirit, and if you can yield to the Spirit in the meeting, you can yield the Holy to the Holy Spirit in your workplace. Amen. It's about the war between the flesh and the spirit all the time. Please don't even give one minute to think about something wrong in your mind. You can smell it even before it turns the corner. When something wrong coming, get out of here. Front kick, side kick, get out of here. Wrong thinking. I'm not gonna yield to it. Amen. Because the more you yield to it, the more you feed it, it will grow. It's gonna get stronger until it will torment you. It will make you in bondage. It will cause you to lose many things. It's awful. It's tormenting. Pornography is tormenting. Don't get into it. Gambling is tormenting. You sit there all day long. You cannot eat. You it's tormenting. Don't yield. Don't even walk close to that place. Don't even try. Even one minute. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. If you have made mistake in the past, you went to gambling, you watch pornography, you commit adultery. God forgive you if you repent. No one gonna blame you. No one gonna accuse you anything. But start to repent now. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Crucify your flesh, and God will forgive you. God will give you enough grace, enough power to overcome the future temptation. Amen. Amen. Maybe some of you, I feel the Holy Spirit want me to say this. Some of you maybe have to die to your flesh and call your wife right now and say, "I'm sorry, I offend you, honey. I'm sorry, I offend you. Could you please forgive me?" That is the work of the Holy Spirit, not of the flesh. The flesh will say, "Who are you? You're just a woman. Ah, I'm not gonna say sorry to you. Ah, get out of here. Okay, divorce is fine. That is the flesh, but the spirit. I'm sorry, honey. Forgive me, please. Amen. Oh, we'll save so many marriages. Sinners do not have the Holy Spirit, but we have the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for the file of God. You know, I choose. I tell you the truth. Hmm, time is running out. I, I want to tell you, everybody in this room right now. Many years ago, I come to the situation to make a choice between running this church with coffee stand, happy everyone. Just one and a half hour service and sing song, happy. A lot of program on the stage, making everyone happy. Have a lot of show. Or running the church at lay hand and move in the Holy Spirit. A lot of people told me, don't do that way. Don't lay hand on Sunday because you're g o i n g to lose a lot of members. People in America don't like that kind of service. I pray, I think about it. I pray and I think about it. Eventually, the Holy Spirit told me. Son, you either obey man or obey me. You have the choice. 
I decide to run the church with revival, with lay hand, with the fire of God, instead of pleasing you, because I'm pleasing you, I'm pleasing your flesh, and I'm destroying you. But if I run the church that the fire of God touch you and kill your flesh, I will have healthy, strong members who love God and no divorce, no sickness, no cancer in this church. My responsibility. My responsibility for this church is not for the guests, but for my own members. If you're the guest and you don't like the way I preach, you don't like the way I lay hand, sorry. It's your own problem. Because you're a guest, I'm not responsible for you. I'm responsible for my members. That I don't want them to be, have cancer, divorce, sickness, and problem, and carnal, and in the churches, gossip one another, and cheat one another, and come in, and some man come in and cheat some woman. I don't want that. I don't want any adultery in this church. I don't want any divorce in this church. Actually, if you are wise, you should like this kind of church. Because you will be protected. Amen? This pastor is not going to play a game to make any flesh rise up in this church. We want to control the flesh. Make up your mind today. I'm not going to let my flesh rule me. But the devil would do anything to lure you that you will yield to the flesh. You know why? Millions of people out there are going to hell. And if you live in the flesh, you live carnally, you cannot win souls. Many people are going to go to hell because you are just living your life, pleasing your flesh all the time. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. If you walk in the Spirit, you love people. What is opposite to love? Selfishness and hatred. That's why don't come to church with the idea, what can they bless me? Come to church, what can I do to love them? That is the Spirit. What can they do for me? It's the flesh. Joy. What is opposite to joy? Depression. How can you save soul? How can you be fruitful and get a lot of people to heaven? If you walk around the city, <laughs> and then hide yourself in the room, close the curtain, <laughs> you depress all the time, you cannot sleep, you look so tired because you are not having a, the joy of the Lord. Amen? You cannot save soul by being depressed all the time. Have a peace. What is opposite to peace? Worrying, upset. If you're upset all the time, how can you save soul? There's no one going to come to church because you're upset all the time. You need to have peace. People look at you, Ooh, I like to be like you. What church you go to? I go with you. Because you have peace. Long-suffering. How can you be fruitful if you are short-fused? Get angry easily all the time instead of being long-suffering. Kindness. What is opposite to kindness? Rough, harsh, mean, demanding, pushy. God call you fish of man. And then you go out fishing. While you're fishing, you yell to the fish, Bite it! Bite it! Right now! Bite it! Bite it! (laughs) 
the fish will run away. <laughs> the fish will not come to your hook. You will go to bite it, bite it. You're so mean. You're so pushy. You're so harsh and hard on people. The gospel is good. Believe right now. You should be gentle, kind, easy to talk to, like Pastor Da. Easy going, calm. Everyone want to be around you. Amen. Kind and gentle, not be too pushy and hard. Amen. Galatians 5:24 to 26. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desire. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. In conclusion, we need to crucify our flesh. We need to let the Spirit of God inside our spirit that is born again control our mind and our flesh. Walking in the Spirit. Set your mind busy, busy, busy in your mind with the things of the Spirit. Don't entertain any negative thoughts. Control yourself. God say you can have self-control by the help of the Holy Spirit. Control yourself. Anything rise up that is not of the flesh, get out of here. And you follow the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. As long as I live, I will never stop lay hand and get people into the Spirit of God. I learned something about the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit. This is a bottle. The bottle is a container. And water inside here. As we come into the kingdom of God, we are like a vessel or container. And we have a lot of junk inside here. The junk, the work of the flesh, the wrong mindset, the stronghold, many junks, demons and curses. So why we lay hand and pass the fire? Impart the fire. Because when the fire come in, he will burn part of the junk out and he put godly things in. And this happens every Sunday, every month. Little by little, the junk go out more, more, more of God. So eventually, the whole bottle of your life will be less of the flesh and more of the Spirit. And eventually, you're so full of the Spirit, you're so surrendered to the Holy Spirit to the point that you walk in love and forgiveness and in the Spirit without even thinking about it. It's become your second nature because you're so full. That's why our church believes in letting people Touch by the file of God. Every time I lay hand and get people touched by the file of God, I'm thinking this way. This bottle, the container, out, in, in, out, in. Every Sunday, I see that. I have that mindset. When I lay hand, it's not just for fun to show off that people get manifestation. No, no. I want to clean you up. I want you to be people of the spirit, not of the flesh. You see my point here? How many people agree with me that since you have come to this church, you have less and less flesh in your life, less desire for the flesh, and you have more of the spirit now. It's not over yet. You are not graduating yet. Still a long way to go to become like Christ. But believe me, it's so good to have less of the flesh and crucify the flesh, kill it, burn it, and have more of the Holy Spirit because the things of the Holy Spirit will bring you life, joy, peace, and to eternal life. I want to have life. I don't want to have death. I expect to live a long life. I don't want to die with cancer. I want to live 120 years with Pasada 
At 120 years, we're still not using walker. We still walk with the good knees and preach the gospel with loud voice, not like this loud voice. Because I have life on the inside of me. That life quickened my voice, my vocal cord, my knee to travel throughout the nation at 90 years old. Still, Amen. 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 Don't walk in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Everyone say life, life. Peace. peace, the spirit of God. I make a decision today to walk in the spirit. I set my mind on the things of the Spirit. I let the Holy Spirit, who is inside my spirit, lead me, rule me, dominate me. I want to be a spiritual person. I don't want death. I don't want corruption. Either to myself. Or to others, Lord Jesus, thank you for being my savior. I have done mistake in the past. I yielded to the flesh in the past. I miss it. I blew it. Today, I repent. I don't want to go back there anymore. Forgive me, Lord. Help me. Use me. Add to me self-control by the help of the Holy Spirit. May your fire burn the work of the flesh, demonic power, the bondage, the yoke, the burdens in my life, and fill me, Lord, with love. Peace, joy, gentleness, long-suffering, kindness, godliness. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Turn to each other and say, "You will walk in the Spirit from now on. You will walk in the Spirit from now on." <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new.